Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. All right, so today's podcast, like every day's podcast, is in three parts. First, we're going to be talking about the top news stories that caught our eye that we knew would be of interest to you. And then we're going to talk about some other things that are relevant to helping you guys get into action and make money. And then Julie and I are actually thinking about adding a third part to uh, to the daily podcast, which is two things we love or one thing we love and one thing we hate. We're getting that from, uh, who did we get that idea from? Ben, ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah, and I'm looking up some of those as we speak. Okay, so let's talk about the headlines from the news that we saw that were relevant that um, you and I were talking about. I think the first one that everyone's going to be talking about is the Small Business uh, Rescue Loan Program, the um, you know the one we've been telling you guys about, the PPP. It has actually run out of money. So we warned you guys two weeks ago when we first started talking about that, actually before the official program, that you need to be front, you know, basically urgent on that. And I wonder how many of you listened and actually took action on that. Now, I'll tell you what we think is going to happen from having read a bunch more articles. They're going to do some sort of continuation of it. Um, I don't think anyone or in the D.C. evidently was expecting $350 billion. Yeah. Run out just like that. Yeah, run out just like that. Well, <laughs> It was less than two weeks. I mean, that's incredible to think about. Yeah, it is incredible to think about. And that doesn't mean the money's being distributed, guys. They're just essentially saying it's been allocated based on all the applications. Um, we do think there's going to be a continuation of that. Gosh, I have no clue whether it'll be more or less. But when Julie and I ask you guys to take urgent action on something, maybe just take our advice next time and take urgent action on it. And the other things that all of you guys need to be taking urgent action on are all the other programs we teach you about in the free coaching program. And if you want access to that, all you've got to do is just text the word survival to 31996. Text the word survival to 31996. But there's four distinct, possibly five distinct um, programs that all of you and one former of, you know, one former Form, what am I trying to say? Form, one form or another? Yeah, one form or another. <laughs> this is what happens when I talk when I'm trying to read. We've had a lot of coffee, too. Yeah, maybe not. No. <laughs> I know, right. Well, basically, you guys will all be eligible for all these. You're talking about essentially, you know, the PPP, if it comes back around again, which we think it will, unemployment, obviously the stimulus money. Um, the Main Street Lending Program is the next one we're paying attention to, but I'm not so certain that's going to be a good fit for most agents right. and brokers. So let's hope the PPP comes back in some form. In the meantime, continue to submit applications. Don't stop, though I do understand some lenders are literally just not taking them anymore. So stay tuned as soon as we hear anything, even if it's not like official, if we hear it from any of our contacts um, at NAR or in DC or if the FDIC, we're going to tell you guys urgently so that you can prepare. But again, bottom line is these programs are first come, first serve. Next headline, Julie. Yes, I was just reading some of their success stories. Okay, so here's something very interesting right off the front lines here. U.S. home construction, as predicted, collapsed 22.3% in March. I was just listening to uh, Diana Olick report on this, and it's expected to go down even more in April. So that 22% drop 
was from last month, okay? And remember, it was only really the last two months of March where it was more of a severe knock, uh, lockdown. So what does this mean? I, th I thought it was really interesting, um, some of the statistics here about uh, the drop was 15% of single-family houses, meaning that unless economic activity picks up soon, there could be ghost towns of half-built housing developments, a phenomenon last seen in the aftermath of the 2008 financial crisis. Well, guess what? I, I was talking to our Harris Certified Coaches about this, as all of them are licensed and actively selling, and some of them are already reporting, get this, I... I you know, I feel bad for the builders, but I love it for our agents. When more inventory hits of these spec homes that people, well, they're spec homes now, but they're, they're houses that people were building. They backed out of them. Some of them were almost built. Some of them are half built. Some of them are just digging the dirt. What does this spell for all of you? More inventory for those wayward buyers. And get this, Tim, some of the builders are already jacking up the commissions for buyer sides. That's right. It's just a new like market. we saw before, right? Exactly. And, uh, let's see. Um, one of our coaches in Albuquerque told me she's already seen a 6% uh, commission incentive to move some of that inventory. A quick true story that Julie and I still find spellbinding, but we still, yeah, I, I have a feeling we'll see it again. Yeah, I know you do. Mm -hmm. Julie and I were driving from Nevada to California, and this was in 08 or 09, I don't remember. And there was a builder, it was, you know, someplace in the Inland Empire. It was around for, Victorville, if I recall, yeah, like somewhere pretty, between California and Nevada. I think it was Victorville, actually. Yeah. Anyway, he had a big billboard <laughs> up on, and by this big subdivision that you could see from the drag, you know, from the main road going from, uh, you know, Vegas and to Southern California, uh, buy one home, get one home for mm -hmm. free. And it literally yeah, that was a that. real billboard. I wish I would have gotten a picture of that. I know. I'm sure it's online somewhere. But yes, that you heard that right. Buy one, get one free. Houses. That's how badly the builders wanted to move this stuff. And so you're starting to also see a mass failure of a lot of these uh, businesses, frankly, which could only survive during a real estate seller's market or a real estate bubble. Open Door and all these other companies. And if you guys read um, the details on all these companies, the essence of it is they're all funded by investors. The investors, like SoftBank, who also funded Compass, um, were rushing to the invest the real estate, you know, tech investment space, if we can call it that, because in essence, the bubble, everything else was fully priced that they normally would have invested in. So the real estate tech bubble was one of the last ones to form in this, you know, in essence, in this long um, seller's boom. And when there's lots of money flowing, when homes sell themselves easily. When essentially the market is like it was, there's a lot of money that comes into the space thinking, well, you know, we can make money off real estate agents selling them leads or selling them CRMs or selling them this and selling them the other thing because there's such a you know gold rush in essence uh, to people get real estate licenses and most of the people getting licenses don't know what they do or don't need in the real estate business and so you know we can sell them just about anything and you guys have seen if you've been paying attention if you've been in the business for at least ten years you've seen the comings and the goings of all these different tech companies. Usually, you know, they were being touted as the great, latest, greatest thing and forever you got to do it. And oh my gosh, and this, the other thing, right? And all of them, almost every single one of them was a gimmick. Basically, they were essentially using your money to uh, test whether or not their idea would work. All the while, they're being funded by investors. Now, all that investment money is leaving. And now all these companies are going to downsize. And you're really, truly going to see the essence of the market return back to what it's truly focused on, which is being of service to other people um, and, and agents that have a skill set. And if you don't have a skill set in this new market, you're just not going to make it. And your skill set in doing Instagram and TikTok videos, guys, is not a skill set. Let's just count. be honest. Buying leads is not a skill set. Doing uh, Facebook marketing or personal branding is not a skill set. 
doing all these things that you guys have been doing that you thought was normal, you're going to see quickly that those things were abnormal. It could only exist in the type of market that is now over and not to return. And something else Julie and I talked about, we've been talking, we talked about this yesterday and we got some really good emails from this. And actually, why don't you pull up that email I sent you? Yes. Um, so, um, Here's the essence of this whole economic crisis that you can, if you just want to encapsulate it. it in one thought, here it is. Ready for this? The economy will not return until there's a vaccine. That's it. We can talk about social distancing and maps and Testing. or masks. We can talk about, you know, contact tracing. We can, t everything and anything you guys want to, but it won't matter until there's a vaccine. Because until there's a vaccine, there'll be, the, the economy, the global economy won't be able to return to normal. As soon as they start states opening up and you're seeing all these, you know, political debates start to come out. But as soon as they essentially start easing the quarantines, which you're going to have to do because it doesn't take long for people just to start saying, I don't care. I'm not going to be quarantined anymore. People are going to want to get it out of their houses. They're not going to want the government basically telling them what to do. They're going to start questioning the data that's coming from the government because if you listen to it, it's obvious that they're trying to figure it out on the job too, which is fine. I'm not criticizing. It's not like they have a easy thing to do here. But the reality of it is, is until there's a, a, an actual vaccine, nobody is going to feel comfortable and confident um, to even consider having a return to anything that even remotely resembles America the way we remember it. That's really the bottom line. So don't allow any of these red herrings and any of these politically inspired you know, consternations pull you off track. Just remember, no vaccine, no recovery. So what's going to happen between now and when the vaccine actually happens? You're going to see a lot of businesses fail. You're going to see more brokerages fail. You're going to see a lot of brokerages, and this is the way it's going to work. Most brokerages um, that were uh, in the next 60 to 90 days, that's when you're going to see a massive number of brokerages that are simply, they go out of business. Now, they might not go out of business in a big boom. They're going to go out of business quietly, or sometimes they're going to go out of business by essentially what we're about to read to you. Well, so for example, this short but appreciated email from, we'll say, Agent Jan uh, Tim and Julie, thank you. I'm the owner of a boutique real estate firm. In 2008, I was with a bigger company. Our owner straight up lied to all of us and held cheerleader meetings. In the meantime, he was prepping for personal bankruptcy. I saw the writing on the wall and stopped going to the meetings. Just a thank you for telling the truth from Realtor Jan. So thank you for that. And we appreciate it. And as Tim said, you know, it's not necessarily going to be going out with a bang. These things are going out, be, going on behind the scenes. You're not even going to notice it. That's right. Especially in the midst of what she called, you know, cheerleader meetings. We're going to have a V-shaped recovery and all this kind of talk. And I think, Tim, to your point, and I read another article about this this morning, even if we were all told tomorrow that you can get, quote, back to work, that doesn't mean everyone's just instantly going to be comfortable going back to the office, sitting on a bus or a train or in traffic or whatever, you know, going back to work. That just because you're allowed to doesn't mean all of a sudden the ethos is going to change or that the businesses will even be around by then to go to. Remember the articles yesterday that we're talking about of the 99.9% .9 of small businesses that more than 50% of them have less than 90 days savings. And it was like 10% of them already had like two weeks so left. So let's talk about that. Yeah. This wasn't what we were going to talk about. I received several emails yesterday from, um, you know, agents mostly, and maybe one was a broker. And they're all having their credit lines pulled. They're all asking right. me if I heard about it, right? So the last one I got was from a basically a very famous agent on the West Coast. And he said that his credit line with American Express was essentially pulled. And I heard the other two were from people who had their credit lines against their houses reduced. 
So this is what happened back in 07, 08, 09. So what you're going to see is a lot of people have been living off of borrowed money. Now, they may have been saying they were paying cash for luxuries and paying cash for this, the other thing. But what they were doing is they were paying cash using the borrowed money against other assets. They weren't truly paying cash. They were borrowing the money you know, from, say, for example, their primary residence, and then they were maybe going out and buying rental properties, or they were buying apartment complexes, or they're buying whatever they were buying. Now, just as this happened before, when the dominoes start to fall, they don't stop falling. So what's, the credit lines are getting reduced. So if you have a credit line against your house, let's say for 50 grand, and, and let's say you've only borrowed 10, you're gonna get a notice in the mail, probably already on the way, check your email, saying your new max loan uh, that you can borrow against your credit line is gonna be that 10 grand. So they have the right to reduce your credit line, even if you've been making the payment on time, even if you haven't used it. That's what's going to happen. It's that, already happening. And that's the reason, see a lot early. of, Oh, right. A lot of brokers basically were living off and paying their bills off and making ends meet using credit lines. Those credit lines are going to be reduced if not eliminated. The banks know that real estate brokerages are going to you know, fall like dominoes. It's what happens in a cycle like this. Now, why are we telling you guys this? Because you have to prepare. You have to prepare as an agent. You have to prepare as a broker. If you're a broker and what we're saying is resonating with you, you don't like us saying it, but what we're telling you is the truth. Why don't you do the smart thing and figure out a graceful exit out of your unproductive brokerage before it's too late? Because here's the problem. If you hang on too long, believing the you know the the cheerleaders saying there's going to be a v-shaped recovery there is no v-shaped recovery guys if you look at the drop in an, an, uh, essentially everything gdp the spike in unemployment it's not even a u it's more like an i i mean the market the graphs that were coming out in the past couple days it shows literally a almost completely vertical drop not a graceful you know drop down to create a u or just a complete uh, you know Almost precipitous war- fall. There you go. I mean, and so that is indicative. Uh, and meanwhile, the unemployment is a straight up line. That's right. Those two things are not indicative of a recession, guys, or certainly not a V-shaped recovery. Those are indicative of a depression. Now, that's just a word. Don't freak out about it. We talked about this a lot in past podcasts. But here's what you got to know. This is not a temporary thing. There is no second half recovery. There is no anything. This is a new market. We're entering into it. The cycle to enter into this market is going to feel like this. Lots of ebbs and flows, lots of false starts, lots of, oh my gosh, when things are, you know, the new normal is abnormal, as we've been saying, and that's going to happen and that's going to be normal or the new normal being abnormal until there's a vaccine. And after there's a vaccine, then people are going to be able to, you know, breathe a sigh of relief and maybe start rebuilding. But in the meantime, even if they say, if there's no vaccine and they say, for example, you can go out and walk around and you can start doing things, what is it going to look like? People are going to be wearing masks, all that type of thing, but people are going to be living in constant fear of the recurrence of the virus, which means they're not going to be confident to spend money. Uh, you're looking at, you're going to see big apartment complexes start to fail because the renters can't pay their rent. Where are they going to go when the renters, when they can't pay their rent? They're going to start going to essentially, you know, cheaper rent places, which generally speaking, is going to be some of the marginal rental communities and single family houses. They're going to start going into the areas that would be considered undesirable, but that's where people that don't have financial staying power, that's where they go when unfortunately the economy's like this. Or they go live with mom and dad. Or they go live with mom and dad in the basement. Hopefully mom and dad have the money. So these types of changes, these do not happen instantaneously. They happen over a period of time. And during that period of time, 
you can still help people and you can still make money. You've just got to detach yourself to the belief that somehow things are going to return to whatever you consider to be normal. If you're a broker, if you're an agent, please listen to what I'm telling you. The smartest thing you can do is take a hard look, assuming you want to stay in the real estate business, is take a hard look at eXp Realty. eXp Realty right now is attracting more agents because they are built for a market like this. This is the reason that Julie and I aligned with eXp um, basically this time last year because we are so impressed with essentially how essentially cash flow positive and how much money they had saved, frankly, how they had no debt, how they essentially were able to obviously um, weather any sort of financial storms, which at the time Julie and I were, we knew was coming. Now we didn't predict this, but we knew something was going to happen. Um, so that's the reason we decided to align with them. And that's the reason that we're huge advocates of all of you taking a serious look at eXp Realty. If you'd like to talk with me, about that, I will have a one-on-one -on -one personal call with you, agent or broker. Just text me directly at 512-758-0206. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. All right, next headline, Julie. Okay, well, you were just talking about until there's a vaccine, this is going, the new normal is abnormal. So uh, three potential coronavirus vaccines are making progress in early stage testing. Volunteer, I love this, volunteers. I can't, I just can't imagine being one of those volunteers. Kudos to them in China and the U.S., but it's still a long road to prove if they'll really work. So it talks about the, the three competing um, different pharmaceutical companies, but they've got to move into a second phase, which is the critical step, and that's coming pretty soon. Uh, Fauci said that the new coronavirus continues to circulate widely enough over the summer and fall. It might be possible to furnish larger, larger studies, not get the vaccine, slightly sooner than the 12 to 18 months. So they're still predicting, even though they're making progress, we can pretty much count on, barring any kind of miracle, 12 to 18 months on this thing. So remember yesterday in a couple of other podcasts, we were talking about getting through your stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. Based on the facts, guys, no vaccine for 12 to 18 months, you must get into acceptance so that you can start to thrive. Back to you, Tim. I just found an article too. This is actually on our website. Nearly one quarter of Americans couldn't pay their April housing bill. And that was, uh, they by that, they this was from a, uh, apartmentlist.com, their economist, the gist of it was is basically one third of all renters weren't able to pay their rent. Um, and I, you know, Julie and I have a lot of friends, including ourselves that have rental properties. And that sounds about right. And that sounds about right. That we're getting in our own. And yep. yeah, yep. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Do you think that's going to get better or worse if Ugh. people don't have jobs? I mean, no most way. people that are renting aren't, are renting because they have the types of jobs that are being lost. And remember, we've gone from the service sector. We've gone from the, you know, the, all the things, restaurants and whatnot that people are talking about. And now you're not, now you're starting to see mass layoffs for white collar workers. You're starting to see like, um, you know, Barry Diller came on today. He owns, uh, I think, what is it? A whole bunch of investment or uh, travel industry websites and a whole bunch. Of, he basically is deep into the travel industry business. He's essentially saying he's going to have to lay a bunch of people off. And of course, they're asking for a bailout, right? So this is going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. And after that, essentially, after the, the vaccine comes into play and people start feeling confident again, you're going to see some of the businesses that were around aren't going to be around anymore. A lot of them are going to recreate themselves and be stronger. Be you know, this is the Julie and I told you a story, guys, a couple weeks ago about the lodgepole pine that can only mm -hmm. basically that that only thrives. It doesn't even start growing. The seed from the lodgepole pine does not grow until it has been severely burned. Why? Because it's encased in a hard resin 
that only allows the seed to come out after that's been melted off. So it actually requires a radical flame in order to thrive. And that always reminds us of what you guys are going through. We've got to get through the radical part so that you can thrive, and that requires the acceptance of it. All right. You ready for uh, something you love and something you hate? <laughs> sure. Fire okay. away. Okay. I'm going to go with something I love. And um, uh, again, we're getting this idea from... Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, which you guys should be listening to his podcast, by the way. He's fantastic. So um, I love FaceTime when our daughter Zoe is using it, talking to all of her friends, all of her six-year-old friends, because I have to say it is hilarious listening and watching these little kids talk to each other in FaceTime. And I do not care how doomy and gloomy the news was or, you know, a coaching call maybe I just had to go through. When I watch our little adorable, gorgeous little kid uh, talking to some other little kindergartner, uh, and listening to them tease each other, make each other laugh. Oh my gosh! There's they just have no- the best stories too. You know, um, she was talking with her friend Mateo about uh, mythical creatures that they knew about. They're six, right? So they were comparing like, well, who do you think is more real, a centaur or a unicorn? And like this conversation went on for probably an hour. <laughs> It was just crazy. So I, I'm with you on Julie. Julie and I. She was on. She was on the iPad yesterday talking with this little boy named Mateo, and Julie and I just sat there and just just laughed our butts off. Zoe couldn't see that we were listening and watching, but it was so funny. Anyway, it's awesome. So Julie, something you love? Okay. So one of the things that I love is actually something going on on our Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching Private Facebook page which is our coaching members are doing a killer job sharing their victory stories. And, and, you know, these are the guys that are firmly in acceptance and moving forward. So, for example, Jen Gennaro, success story, sold a property over asking price one day on the market after being listed for, wait for it, six months with somebody else. Tried my hand at uh, slightly staging, thanks to some great finds at my local, there's a store called Dirt Cheap, okay? But put together the staging and got it sold in one day. After it had been with somebody else and expired after six months. So I love those victory stories that these guys are finding the opportunity and finding the motivated sellers and helping them out. Back All right. To you. So now we have to do one thing we hate. All right. I'll do one thing I hate first. Um, I'll tell you one thing I hate, and it's obvious. I'm really hating all these people in the real estate industry that are talking about a V-shaped recovery and are trying to mask the fact that they're in the process of loading their own life lifeboat, and they're probably going to leave a lot of you guys essentially out to sea in many ways. And the most scary is going to be if they do declare bankruptcy or if they do somehow lock their the, their business down financially, the money you had in escrow, the commissions that you are due, the listings that you have, the work product that you have created will be locked into the bankruptcy. And many of you guys aren't going to be able to, that's going to be your downfall if you're not anticipating that happening. And it's easy to figure it out, guys. All you've got to do is ask the broker, what do they have coming in in closings in May and in June? And you're going to, and do not listen to the, any jib jab. Know the actual numbers. Go talk to whoever has that information. Go on to the MLS. Look in your CRM, and you're going to see the numbers have dropped like rocks. Their listing inventory might be increasing, but the amount of, uh, and essentially the amount of money that they're taking in is not, which means these guys, for all the reasons we've been stating, and some of you are those guys, so listen to me. You, you're not going to make it if you don't seriously make some serious adjustments. If you guys want to talk to me directly, text me 512-758-0206. And one thing you hate, Julie Harris? Yeah, one thing I hate is people that come out, whether they're on Facebook or Instagram or podcasts or articles. And I have to say a lot of it's on Facebook and some of it's coming from agents who, who make statements 
with a lot of energy and enthusiasm and sound like they know what they're talking about with absolutely no proof behind it. Things like, oh, you don't want to do a mortgage forbearance because they're just going to make it, you pay it back in one huge lump sum. And why would you want to do that? Or you don't want to do the SBA stuff because you have to personally guarantee it. None of that is true. There are some sporadic cases of balloon payments, which probably will be changed going forward. But for people to come out as if they know for certain any of this, and the way that they put it up, they're making, you know, there was like a whole week where every agent thought that forbearances were just completely mythical and that they weren't working exactly how your bank says that they work. How about doing your own research, applying with your own bank and following their programs? I, I That drives me crazy when somebody comes out as if, you know, just making some statement. Oh, I know. And you know, it's very destructive. You know, the person's full of it when they start with, I heard that. Anytime, anytime you hear that, I heard that. When someone's saying, I heard that, I read that, someone told me, you know instantly they're just talking a bunch of Mickey Mouse, okay? So deal with facts. That's the reason that when Julie and I say something, we always try to tell you what the source of it was. We're doing our best not to offer opinion. We're doing our best just to basically prepare you guys. Um, I could throw one more uh, what I hate on there, just since you kind of motivated me. I know, I know. Um, Here it is. I am uh, people that are considered uh, pessimists or people that are calling Julie and I pessimists because of the fact that we're telling the truth. And uh, I that, agree. Got to go. And that's some kind of, yeah, Julie's going to premier coaching. That being some kind of like, you know, they're almost zealots into believing that if you tell agents the truth about what's really happening in the market, that somehow that's the wrong thing to do. It's almost like a, like I said, it's almost like a religion that you can never tell agents the truth because agents somehow are a special breed of people that can't handle the truth. And I hate that because it's so, it's, it's, it's disingenuous. I and mean, we talked about this on the show yesterday. You as a leader, you as anybody have to be telling the truth. And look, if you're not comfortable and confident that what you have to say is the truth, if you don't, if you haven't done the work yet to have an, an informed decision, opinion and someone asks you a question, don't bullshit. Just say you don't know. We say we don't know all the time. It's, it's relieving to say you don't know. It's great. It feels wonderful because it tells you that A, your ego is not in control and B, that you have more work to do and you have more learning to do. So that is really another thing that I hate is all of these leaders and brokers and office managers that are not doing the right thing, A, doing the work to understand both sides of the coin. They're only essentially, you know, hope for the best, prepared for the worst. They're all steeply, you know, rooted in the hoping for the best and not preparing for the worst. But all the while, I know that a lot of them are uh, publicly hoping for the best, but they're personally preparing for the worst and they're not telling you to do the same. So that's the last thing I hate. So that's where we're going to end it for today. Look, if you guys need us for anything, stay close. We're in it for the long run. We're not going to go anywhere. We're going to continue to tell you guys exactly what you need to do to make it through this real estate crash and this economic ice age or whatever you know fancy word you want to throw on the back end of it. It's going to be something historical. We're all going to get through it together and we all will get through it together. But you've got to remember what you knew before, what you thought worked before is not going to work now and be okay with that. And allow the inner capitalist in you to flare up and realize that if you can get to the point where you're able to offer a level of service, not service as in I'm going to call you back right away, but a level of service as in knowing how to solve people's problems in this complicated age that we're entering into with all these complicated financial things that people are going to be dealing with. Once you know how to solve other people's problems, um, once you know how to make money in this market, and you, the faster you get to that point mentally and emotionally, the more money you're going to make because the more people you're going to be able to help you guys get it, that's where you're going to win. 
So our ultimate agent survival guide is broken into three parts. It goes personal, it goes protect, and then it goes profit. We have talked endlessly on previous podcasts about the first part, the personal part. Go back and listen to past podcasts. You can also text survival to 31996 and get access to that information and download the guide. The guide is constantly being updated. To call it an organized guide or a book is absolutely giving it too much credit. It's more like a smattering of notes because every time we try to formalize something, it changes. Obviously, the PPP money's all gone away now and they're going to you know, hopefully come out with something new. But what we're going to do is Julie and I are committed to giving you guys the latest break, break, breaking uh, you know, news that you need to essentially be of service to other people, but take care of yourself and take care of the people that you love, your family, your friends, your neighbors, your all those folks. And we're going to give that information to you in a plainly spoken, easily applied, no BS, fluff-free fashion. You're not going to hear any mindset stuff. You're not going to hear any sort of Mickey Mouse that's not rooted in your ability to help others and make money. That's it. That's the only thing that matters now. And what I, and what Julie and I and all of our coaches have been saying is your number one goal right now until there's a virus, uh, until there's a vaccine for the virus created is to survive. Your mission is survival. That's it. Survival. Don't waste time being creative. Don't waste time doing anything other than things that are going to put yourself in a position to help other people and make money quick. That's what we're teaching you guys as far as our coaching program. That's where our focus is going to be. The, the people that are criticizing us can continue to criticize us because chances are they're not going to be around in the next 90 to 120 days. And ultimately, it doesn't matter because we know we're morally doing the right thing. If there's anything we can do to help you, um, obviously, you guys can get hold of me direct. If you want to talk to me about eXp Realty, feel free to text me direct. And it is 512-758-0206. In the meantime, all of you who, if you're not in our free coaching program, if you want to get the Ultimate Agent Survival Guide, just text the word survival to 31996. God bless all of you. We'll talk with you on the show anytime. Thank you for continuing to make this the number one daily listen to podcast in America for real estate agents. We appreciate all of you guys giving us such great reviews on our books. We appreciate all the wonderful reviews on the podcast. Anything we can do to help you in this time of need, we are here. This is what we do. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.